Yeah, and then they could keep it so, like, who cares about the Depression-era fucking, you know, blackface singers of, of, of yore now? Because when I walk down the street and I'm in front of Jersey Mike's and I look down and I see, like, Ram Rabowski, I don't know who the fuck that is. But they have a little radio symbol. They could keep it current. It could be curated. It could be more akin to a social media. And, and as people are, are climbing and falling on the charts of celebrity... They could be swapped out more easily. You could track traffic to see which stars are most exciting. And then those people could... It's basically a YouTube page. They, you're just tracking traffic at that time. But something... Some, 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 I mean, if we want to be in the future, they might as well start making the future. <coughs> Why are we still pouring fucking concrete and, and, and putting, like, gold borders on stars for people? We should be demanding that they put in some sort of high-output, high-resolution, durable walk surface. Because also, when it rains on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, it becomes a death trap because it's like walking on soaked-up linoleum. All right, I have a I have a confession to make. About soaked up linoleum? No, I think my my mic was on mute this entire time. Which entire time? Oh, the entire entire time. So the eighteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the clap, the beans. The beans are gone. I don't know. I think so. We've had two major breakthroughs. <laughs> Are you un- unmute? Are you unmuted? I'm unmuted. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at my levels. I won't know until I start. We listen to it back. Wait. So you're looking at your QuickTime recording, and you didn't see your voice jumping up and down? I didn't. I wasn't looking at it. I just let it. I, I was. I took it for granted. I let it get buried, and I started doing other things. Pretty, pretty. I will say, total amateur move. Man, I know. Well, let's hope they're there. If they're not there, we're fucked. Well, we're not fucked. We just at some point we have to naturally start talking about fucking beans again. When's that gonna happen? Look, it's it's not it's not an issue because guess what? When it came up, it came up when I said to you quite simply, "How do you feel?" about washing a can opener because i'm super i'm super like you here's what happened okay i asked you how do you feel about washing a can opener and you gave me the right answer but i didn't want the right answer okay i wanted my answer which is i don't give a fuck about a can opener and i don't ever want to wash it i don't the, the reason i said you should wash it after tomato sauce is tomato sauce is very acidic-y and it'll turn black if it's on there so it becomes not appetizing if it's something that's in water it's just water you deal with it you know yeah you're not wrong i just think that like when i'm done with a can opener i toss it to the side and it becomes part of this mess that i make when i'm making food when i'm making a sauce like i made yesterday The can opener becomes kind of this 
this third level, right? First level is like, first level is the most important, which is I got to take all the food and all the edible stuff and put that aside, right? All the potential leftovers, anything like that. And, <clears throat> and since like what I do in terms of food prep and food making and all that, I try to have stuff left over for, you know, future meals. Second level is all this stuff that now needs to be cleaned. So let's say second level is all this stuff that needs to go in the dishwasher. Okay, so I got all this stuff that needs to go in the dishwasher. Then third level is like stuff that needs to go in the sink and get hand washed. And then fourth level is stuff that just like could go back away. Like stuff I didn't use. Stuff that's just chilling on the counter that shouldn't be there. And the can opener but you're right because i used the can opener and it's got a little bit of sauce on it it's got a tiny little bit of caked sauce on it and that's that i feel like that's fine because it's not like it's touching the other sauce so i looked at my can opener the other day and i thought it was pretty dirty and i gave it a little rinse but it was the first time in, hey, in I, I have to, a long time. I have to pause. Hello? That was quick. I checked on beans. Beans is empty. There's nothing there. So Son of we, a bitch. I know. So we, we need to rehash beans, which is basically... We can't... It, it's it's, it's got to happen naturally, man. All right. All right. All right. It'll come up eventually. We, we don't have to go through it, I guess. Beans are important. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's amazing. Uh, did we clap on this one? I think when we started, we did, yeah. Are you sure? We could do it again since I've been gone for a few minutes. Yeah, I think we should. Three, two, one. Yeah, right. pretty sh- pretty sure that even at the beginning of this one where there would have been a clap, there wasn't a clap because there was no recording. So man, yeah, man, all all that hard work. There's no hard work in this. I mean, there's some hard work in this. These these golden ideas don't just come to us out of nowhere. Uh, so wait, so so since you have a blooming romance. This means that the show effectively just is not really as prominent. In... I, don't, I don't think this is this is subject matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just let's just I'm just saying this is a thing, you know. What if what if uh what if Lenny wants to know why we're not podcasting so much? Lenny can cool his jets. There are so many good podcasts and i feel like we have a lot to contribute because we do have worldviews that are fantastic Mm -hmm. we are two white men (laughs) and our voices need to be heard i would say definitely not i'd say that our voices don't need to be heard however 
for the few people who want to actually listen to us. It's not about them. <laughs> we might have something good to say. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe we lost Beans and the Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Oh man. We haven't done this in so long that I have a note <laughs> that just says <laughs> I I don't know if I talked about this last episode or whatever, but I just the note just says Guy in Lowe's wanted privacy picking out a toilet. Alright. I have a That's note my note from I was at a dinner with people and there were like friends of friends there. And someone, some girl was talking about wanting to get her neck done, like plastic surgery wise. She okay. wanted to get Botox because everyone is looking down at their phones now. So your neck gets wrinkly. Wow. And I had said, well, maybe you, you just stop looking at your phone. And everyone at the table kind of ignored it, but like disdainfully ignored it. What? <laughs> disdainfully? Like I'm the crazy one for telling you <laughs> to look the fuck up. <laughs> like or it's it's it's, you know what? it's any less crazy to say, hey, maybe don't stare at the glowing screen so much, as opposed to, hey, inject botulism into your neck because you stare at a screen so much <laughs> like okay so here's the other thing what you actually should have said was oh 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 i have a friend who makes this hat that holds your phone at eye level so that you don't actually have to lower your neck so whenever you're just hanging out with friends and stuff like that, it's like a headband, but it has this very stiff rod that goes out and has a phone holder, and it's like the perfect length away. Let's say it's a, a, a foot away or a foot, you know, and a, and a third away. And you slip it in, and it just is suspended right there in front of your face. So, are you saying you have developed a selfie stick attached to the brim of a cap? It's like, um, it's like those weird things that doctors used to wear around their heads. Uh Uh-huh. That that reflects the light so they can see in your tonsils and stuff? Wait, fuck off. Is that why that, those exist? Those weird parabola things on their, on their foreheads? (laughs) Yeah. What? I'm pretty sure it was to reflect the light so they could so they could see what they were looking at. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a doctor's thing, except for it's like the band, but then there's a stick that comes out and it holds your phone, and so you you just drop it in whenever you're just like hanging out with people, and so you could just like look at your phone. And it's right there, and you're stiff, and you're looking at it, and you don't have to go down. It's brilliant. I typed that. In- I typed in Dr. Head Reflector, and, <laughs> and it's it's called just a head mirror. A head mirror. Head mirror. And that's exactly what it's for. It reflects the light so that you can see into it. You said and that word weird like Kim does. What, mirror? Yeah. How do you say it? Mirror. 
well, that's that's very wrong. Okay, that's fine. Wait, say it again. Mirror. That's different than the first time. No, it's not. One more time. Mirror. Mirror. No. <laughs> this is... No, just no. Say it again. You say mirror, and Mi- I say... Mirror. And I say mirror. Mirror is, is, is... It's a political position you get voted into. No, 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 no. I'm looking in the mirror. Mirror. No. Nah. You're Spanish. What? What? What's the... How, when you want someone to look at something in Spanish, what do you say? Look in the mirror. You say mira. What? No, that's what. Like you're trying to do a New York accent on it? No, Spanish. <laughs> Span- I'm conjugating the Spanish for look or whatever it is. Oh, mirar? No! No! You don't roll the R on mira. Oh, dude, Cubans roll everything. That's not true. It is. No. Okay, ask my sister. They do. They roll everything. Mirar. I think you're wrong about a lot of things tonight, Lopez. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I just... (laughs) The whole joke about Cubans is that they, like, have this insane island speak. So, I don't know. The joke of who? Who's joking about that? Spaniards, any Spanish-speaking people joking about other Spanish-speaking people. Is that a big demographic? Yes. It's an enormous demographic. Of people making fun of the the differences in, in speech? Speech humor? Yeah, in Spanish, totally. Because, like, it's the second most popular language in the world. I understand, but the first most popular language people, which is what, Chinese? Yes. Do they make fun of all the different Chinese dialects? No. Why I think, not? I actually think because they have a respect for the difference between um, Mandarin and Cantonese. I think there is like a an actual, from my experience, there is an actual respect of the differences because they like to my ear obviously sound identical and then to the chinese person's ear they sound they they are so completely different languages that because the dialects are just so different that they are not intelligible um Wait, I, I've told you this story before, right? Where I was at the Apple store and someone asked me a question about like... It, it was some like phone-related thing. It was like really not that big of a deal. This person, like this guy was really nice he didn't speak English, but he had this girl with him who spoke English. And she didn't speak. God damn. This is going to be so hard to remember how this happened. But basically how this happened in the end was we were translating over multiple languages to get back to the answer. 
Okay. So so this guy was speaking. Basically, the way it's so oh God, it's so hard to, to believe this even happened because I can't remember how it happened because it was su- it was such a mind fuck for me at the time. But basically, we were translating from Cantonese to Mandarin and Mandarin to English. And then, you know, obviously, I was translating regular English to like technical English and then back to mandarin and then from mandarin back to english to mandarin and mandarin to cantonese so the girl spoke both mandarin and cantonese but the guy only spoke cantonese and that doesn't actually make sense but there was something else going on in between because of whatever but it was uh it was a super interesting time like where I was trying to, I was trying to like figure out, I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't understand. This person doesn't understand. Like, like the fact that Cantonese and Mandarin did, weren't mutually intelligible to me was just a mind fuck. Like I had no idea. So that was the, that was the thing that we had to, we had to get through. Oh, I remember we were, we were using someone at the store who spoke Mandarin. Right. Okay. So what it was is the girl didn't speak English. She spoke both Mandarin and Cantonese. But the guy with the problem only spoke Cantonese. And then there was a girl at the Apple store who spoke Mandarin. So I was translating to her in English. She would translate. You know, I was translating from like tech jargon to regular english like this is what's going on here try your best to express this and then she was expressing the english to mandarin and then the girl who was friends with the guy was receiving that information in mandarin and then translating that to cantonese so that's what happened in that case and i was i was blown away i was just blown away like this is as many translations as you can as you as is possible for just like what's wrong with my stupid phone you should have just drawn pictures or uh, something yeah i don't i don't know like his issue wasn't uh, uh, like in my memory his issue wasn't that like complicated either um it was just like the standard like you should probably just back this shit up and like, you know, whatever. Really weird. Ah, <sighs> so how's work? That's a nightmare. Yeah. How's work for you? Really good. I nice. like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> It's becoming very, um, very complicated. How so? It's just like, 
it's that normal thing where people think I should take on more and more work and I still have my own like agenda. I've said this before on the show, but it's like people want to give me more work. And that's fine, but I have my own agenda of things that I need to get done. And um I mean, I've created probably I don't know, 70 brand new parts in the last four months. So, I mean, I'm just pulling shit out of nowhere, you know? It's, uh, it ends up being super interesting because, like, interesting only for me, which is fine, because that's, I guess, the whole point. But my... Also, it's it's that weird thing where like there's there are a couple like uh, I don't want to say that there are like moral it, like boundaries places, but there are like issues where like you have a crossroads and you're like, well, this is probably not morally right to do between like the company and whatever. So like, um, for example, I've been selling on ebay um some older style fog lights but they are from my own personal stock but i bought stock through work that i have not yet sold because why would i sell it because i bought it through work and i bought it at a discount and there's like whatever and what was funny is the other day my coworker was like oh you aren't selling this stuff and he was like, I, I thought you were just selling this on the side, you know, like, and I was like, but wouldn't there be like a moral issue with that? And he was like, eh, I don't know. And it was this, this funny thing, like when my boss boss, like the guy who owns the company told me that I should be flipping cars on the side, like I should be buying cars in Europe somewhere and selling them in the United States and using the company as uh you know a container system to kind of get the cars here and stuff right. i thought that was it i thought that was interesting because he, he suggested it in such a way that like like i understand that it's beneficial for the company you know there's no way that they could lose in that case because they're you know they're charging for the shipping but it also brings a new vehicle into the market that wouldn't otherwise be there so there's like kind of a win-win there um but recently i've been buying some real some nice older parts that are just not available anymore um directly from the vendors for you know my volkswagens not for not for any rovers and uh it's funny because people will reach out to me and say hey uh let me know if you want to sell this uh i would give you some good money for it and it just keeps on coming up so <laughs> it makes me think that I should, uh, I don't know, have a side, a side hustle of Volkswagen parts. Yeah, I mean, would they have an issue with you having a side hustle that falls within the same parameters as as your current job? I mean, I guess not, because they don't really give a shit about that. Because it's like, it's not really direct competition at all. It's what it is. Is it's, you know, I still get charged from the company i get there's an upcharge like i set up an upcharge for any employee purchase so it's not like we're getting stuff at cost we're getting stuff at cost plus a percentage so like the whole point is the company doesn't lose money on employee purchases 
So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's one of those things that I actually have to explore. Maybe I have to just start up my own side business of parts that I know don't exist anymore. I thought you were already doing that. I was doing that, but I was doing it, like, above board. I'm doing it with stuff that's, like, not stuff I'm getting through work. Right. Oh, you know? oh so, so this is shit you'll be getting through work. Like, stuff that I could get through a direct... Vendor. are they are they real are they realizing that income now does that exist in what sense so knowing that you are getting these parts through their standing in that community do, are they aware that that's a possibility for them to be earning that whatever income you're going to be making yeah totally they wouldn't care it? less they wouldn't care because it's not it's it's not a part for a Land Rover. Okay. If it's not a if it's not a part for a Land Rover, they don't care. Does it cost them anything to allow you to get that through them? No, that's what I was just saying. Is I okay. still I still pay them to do that. Right. No, no, like, no. I, I understand. Like they, I just, I they the the way it's set up is they can't lose money on that. So like the thing the thing is maybe I should. You know, start. Are you are you okay? You're coughing a lot. I know, I know. I'm coughing a lot. I don't know why. I think it's actually probably allergy related. It's like um, we finally had some serious summer days here, and I keep forgetting to take my allergy medicine. So yeah. that's like ninety percent of it. Summer has come. Spring has sprung. Since we're talking about cars and you, I mean, we try to avoid talking about cars because I will just go off forever. Um, I will tell you that I injured myself today while working on car on a car. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. I so on my old Land Rover, which is a 1964 Land Rover Series Two, Two A. There, the way the <clears throat> the hood is set up is you lift up the hood, and then there's this um, the the hood prop. You know, piece of metal is this piece that of metal that just kind of like folds in the opposite direct direction, so it's like a hinged little elbow kind of thing. But it goes in the opposite direction and then stops. <clears throat> and that's just how it works. So we worked on my car all day for like four or five hours. Finally got this piece of shit running again. And then upon getting this car running again, we pull it up into the shop we do a couple other things whatever my co-workers were nice enough to come and help me and i go to we've we've done a bunch of things and we've been cranking the car over and i had to change batteries i had to swap the battery from the car that i drove there which is my 30 year old volkswagen so I had to swap the battery over and the terminals are on the opposite side. 
So when I close the hood of the Land Rover, the hood prop, which is galvanized steel, rested on the positive terminal of the battery, grounding out the power to the car, and thus grounding out to the hood of the car. And the thing about electricity is it will ground out to the point that has, you know, it's like lightning. It's the point of least resistance. It just finds whatever spot that has the least resistance and it catches it so it can ground out. That's how lightning works. The, the least resistance being the most conductive. Um, yeah, I guess so. Right. Okay. So it, it just goes for that pathway to try and find a way to ground out. Is all and thank you, thank you for explaining to me how lightning works, Ben. Franklin. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying it's uh, that's how lightning works. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all all electricity is the same in this sense. Man, you show up and you you don't record the first third of the of the show, and then you you you, you mansplain lightning to me. Come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> what do you know about lightning? <laughs> Only what I've been told by Andy Lopez. <laughs> Have we talked about Faraday cages? Uh, not together, but I've talked about Faraday cages on a number of uh, instances without you. <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> the whole point of the whole point of uh, this, I guess, is like a full circle, right? It's just. A lot of people think that the reason why you're safe in a car from lightning is because of the rubber tires. Uh-huh. But it has nothing to do with that. It's because your car is a Faraday cage. Uh-huh. So it actually has, there's no, like, the the point of your rubber tires being on the ground and you know, the fact that the lightning grounds out to the rubber tires is completely and utterly irrelevant because your car is a Faraday cage. So your car itself would dissipate the lightning even if it was levitating above the ground like two inches. It's the what same it, reason is the same what, reason why, what, why is le- like, what, what does levitation have to do with anything? If it's levitating, <clears throat> it's, it, it wouldn't ground. It would just dissipate. But that's why that's why like uh, an airplane can be struck by lightning. Airplanes are also on tires. <laughs> Not while they're in the air. <laughs> yeah, but it'll, it'll screw up their like mechanical uh, their instruments. No, it doesn't. I mean, like most of the time, it doesn't. Yes, it there's a potential that it, it could, but like ninety nine percent of the time, it doesn't fuck with anything. So um, it, it, you're you're just saying that the amount of metal in the, the the two units are dissipating in such a fact that you don't feel it. No, 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 no. the The point of a Faraday cage is that the properties of lightning are such that they only they don't penetrate. They only um, when you have a lightning strike on something. And I'm look look down at your your Yeti microphone as I'm doing this. When the lightning strikes the surface of metal, 
it only stays on the surface of metal. So that is the same, it's for the same reason when lightning strikes water, like the ocean or uh, like a lake or even a small pond, it will only dissipate across the surface of the lake. So like, if right. you you've, were, you've, you've, if, you've increased your surface area. If you were swimming... So you have an increase in surface area, you have less, like, net effects. Right. If you were swimming across... If you're swimming in a lake, and the lake got struck by lightning, as long as you were underwater, even an inch, you'd be safe. A hundred percent of the time. Because... The lightning will only travel on the surface of the water. So it's this, that's the reason why fish don't die when lightning strikes water. Uh-huh. So that's the concept of a Faraday cage. You can literally be touching... Um, like, let's say your car gets struck by lightning. And your car is an Andy Lopez car. So your car has... No headliner, no insulation anywhere, and you can see bare metal all over the car. So you're thinking, well, that's that's safe, right? You could literally be touching full palm, full hand on the metal on the inside of the car, right? Like you could touch the bare steel on the inside of the car when the car gets struck by lightning. Uh-huh. Because it's a Faraday cage and because of how lightning operates and how electricity it, operates, it because only... Because of surface area. It only... Not surface area. It only dissipates across the surface area. of... No area. <laughs> it only dissipates across the surface area. of the metal. So you would literally have to be touching the outside of the surface. Area. Or... <laughs> God damn. Or, like, you'd have to be touching, you'd have to put your hand in the water, you know, but from, like, a dock. If you were on a dock and you put your hand in the water and the lake got struck by lightning, you'd get electrocuted. Right, because you're breaking the surface of the water. Exactly. So, like, the idea of a Faraday cage is totally fucking crazy because it doesn't actually make no, it's the it, complete opposite. So you take the same amount of metal that it takes to make a, a lightning rod to make a Faraday cage, but the Faraday cage is spread out so it's more metal. It's the same amount of metal, but over a larger area to dissipate it so it doesn't have the same effect on the person that's coming into contact with it. Whereas a lightning rod is a directed bolt of direct energy because the rod is all going in one direction on a very slender, narrow area mm-hmm. so it's surface area it is it is literally just surface area yeah okay man <laughs> but you keep saying area like that's a that's like a relevant thing no i was tacking area onto every time that you said surface because you were so quick to say not surface area and then you went on to say surface about seven times Ugh. Because surface area 
evokes kind of a different idea. All right, what idea is that? So like, <laughs> okay, okay, good. So you're holding a lightning rod, right? Yes. All right. So you're holding a light a lightning rod, but you and you get struck by lightning. Fine. <clears throat> but Fine. what if the lightning? Fine, it's your own if, fault, stupid. <laughs> okay. So what happens if you're in an open bird cage? Like the door is open? No. Uh, a bird okay fine a closed bird cage uh-huh you're on the inside of the bird cage right that's so you you've increased you've increased the service area which is dissipating the energy because it's going out into many streams over a larger area okay so you're inside a bird cage you uh-huh. touch the inside of the bird cage What's it? What's the inside? The inside of the birdcage. It's just bare metal. But it's a, it's an open birdcage. There's no there's no, there's there's no closed. Exactly. It's an open birdcage, and you're touching the inside of the birdcage. But you can't touch the inside of something that's open. Sure, you could. You could touch the surface that is. Do you know what on a your side? Looks like? You following me? No, I understand what you're saying. Okay, you're inside a birdcage. Doesn't so matter the size. Doesn't matter the size of the birdcage. So you're saying lightning is going to carry down just the one quarter of that diameter that's on the outside of a birdcage, dictated by what we're saying is outside versus inside. Yeah. How does lightning know what we're saying is outside versus inside when it's all connected? Because that's the point of the concept of the Faraday cage. Because it will only stay on the surface of what is what is external. It does not penetrate the metal, you know, that is... And I, I'm sure there's like a thickness level here. Let's say there's a... Let's, let's say it's a, a half an inch, Right? I'm sure there's a relevance of of the thickness that matters, but uh-huh. like what I I don't know what that is, you know. Let's say it's half an inch. Let's say your bars that are the birdcage are half an inch half an inch long. You can literally be touching on the inside of the birdcage with your finger, and because of the properties of lightning, it will still stay on the external part of that metal. You can touch the metal that is being struck by lightning, and you will be—you will not be electric, you know, uh, electrocuted. But the metal that, that you're touching is the same metal that exists on the on the quote unquote inside and the outside. That so, is true. So if it's that a, is correct. So what at what diameter does it become discernible between inside and outside? I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look up the the I guess the thickness of a Faraday cage. Okay, so then whatever the thinnest bird cage is that doesn't allow for that i'm still right no no i I, i'm not saying it's whoa it's one millimeter holy shit are you kidding i was gonna say way more than that what it's one millimeter Whoa. 
Dude, physics is sick. I don't like the direction this podcast is going in. Wow. Anyway, I'm not saying you're wrong. By saying surface area, you're not wrong. I'm just saying, like, the way I'm trying to, you know, elaborate on this is saying surface. Um, If you're breaking that plane, that's all that I really meant. How did we get on this? Uh, you were explaining lightning to me. Yeah, before that. Is it beans? Did we get here from beans? <laughs> so, here's the question. When are we going to see each other again? I don't know, man. I might go out there this this summer, I haven't decided yet. Gotta figure that out. Francois getting married. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought he. I thought he already was. No, 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 no. That's uh, it's coming up. It's coming up soon. It's in a month. Dang. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Photographer meets photographer. Fall in love. Picture perfect. Yep. Hire a uh, hire a photographer from Florida because it's cheap. Fly him up. Isn't that a funny thing? Like you find the best person in like, like who's totally like comparable on your level and like an amazing, you know, amazing at what you do. But you're like, I'm gonna find you from a different part of the country and I'm gonna fly you up here. I'm gonna convince you that. It makes sense to, like, pay you money to fly you here and fly you home. Uh-huh. So that it'll be way cheaper for us to do this. <laughs> it's so funny. I just love that. I love that as a concept. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, well, the money that you pay them is going to be spent in the area that they're flying from. So if you're paying for their travel, it doesn't have any bearing on them, depending on how long they're staying in that area. So if you pay them the the expected rate of one area, they don't have to worry about paying the expenses of living in a California or New York City or something. Right. So they're not... I don't think they're, like, no one wants to take the time to adjust their fucking rates based on the locality of the fucking wedding. Because then you'll just end up pricing yourself out from actual people who live there. Totally. Yeah, no, it, it makes perfect sense. Perfect, perfect fucking sense. Hmm. So, how have you adjusted to your, like drive in and all that stuff like your 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 newfound longer drive and all that shit it is what it is so i just have more time to listen to fucking podcasts i guess in and out and then now that there are uh, when they have west coast games i can listen to the mets play which is a double edged sword but uh <laughs> But it's fine. Last night when I was I was there till probably about ten ten thirty, 
and uh, I got a text from a guy who left maybe about three miles north of us from the office he was working at, saying that the 101 was completely like, gridlocked. But because Jeez. but because he had sent me that information, I kind of followed a different path and was able to get off the 101 at just the right time, and I ended up getting home in like 25 minutes, and it took him probably about like an hour and 10 minutes to get home. Does he live like similarly as far as you? Yeah, yeah. Relatively. Maybe like one or two exits past me. Hmm. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, there was just crazy fucking accidents yesterday. I drove by a fucking pickup truck on like just straight up fire yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if I sent that to you. I'll send it to you now. Yeah, do it. Sounds crazy. I was coming back from the stage and we drove by it and I was like, oh, Fuck! Just zoom in on this. What's the stage? The, the set where they're shooting. Oh. So like a, a literal stage. Wait, I thought you did... I didn't think you did anything to do with like actual the process of the recording. No, man, I'm, I'm involved in the production side to a certain extent. But I thought that was usually a different company that did that. No, same company. I mean, I we we have to dictate what they're doing, and on stage shows, we you have to edit packages that you then deliver to the stage for them to broadcast. So you have to communicate with them there. There's there's basically since the from what I've seen, because I was there basically when they started going completely away from tapes to tapeless. Mm-hmm. Since the the invention of of tapeless media. It's basically cameras are now just computers, mm-hmm. so that means that the post process starts a lot, a lot earlier than it would if they were shooting on film or whatever. Right. So a lot of the decisions that you need to deliver a show and everything are decided based on how we're finishing in post. Huh. That is straight up a truck on fire. Right. Like a blaze. It looks. It looks like it got hit by like an RPG or something. It's insane. What the fuck? <laughs> Is your lady in the car with you? No, that's one of my coworkers. Oh my god. Were you just carpooling? We had we had to go to the set, so we were going up to the set. Oh, that's amazing. Good God. Yeah, everything's just on fire out here, and it's not even summertime yet. It's cool. That's crazy. Dude, no thank you. Uh, I'll pass on shit on fire. Did you see the fucking, uh, all the people, um, I don't know if there's actually all these people, but like all the media people are picking up on people having backlash about the the announcement of a $1,000 monitor stand from Apple? No, I didn't see that at all. It's like like on the subreddit and on uh, like different news sites and stuff. They have little little fluff pieces about people being up in arms about that shit. I mean, they really shouldn't have separated it, but well, but here's the thing: you can buy the monitor and mount it on whatever the fuck you want to mount it on, and yeah, save that thousand dollars. 
I mean, no one's I no one's making you buy that. The fact that they're comparing that because I haven't seen the monitor, I've I've only seen the specs for it. It's like the fact that they're using as a benchmark color reference monitors. It's like yeah, I mean, if you got away with a color reference monitor for seven thousand dollars, that's a steal. Right. Especially they're saying it's it's six K Retina or whatever it is with right. HDR capability. Right. That's insane. And we had like, I've gotten quotes from vendors and shit for, granted, much larger monitors, but we've like been willing to spend more than a thousand dollars on a fucking monitor stand for like a fifty-five inch monitor or something like that. Like it's like, it it's not for everyone, you know? Yeah. The fact that people are getting like pissed off about it, it just seems ridiculous on me because everyone thinks it's a it's a monitor for everyone's computer. It's not. Like I'm excited for the tower to see like actually how it works and if it remedies the problems with our last generation and everything. So it's exciting to see like what you can actually get for your money when you're not yeah. spending your own fucking money on it. You know, it's like there are there's a business side out there that like people are willing to spend this money on. Sure. I mean, the base computer is $13,000 with the monitor and the mo- and the monitor uh uh stand. Yeah, I'm computing that as Mac Pro base with uh, the map monitor and the map monitor stand, yes. I mean, basically I would use any additional money and throw it into the fucking tower itself to build up the tower and then put it into an existing environment that we have. I mean, you guys are... Like, your job is the perfect audience for this. Well, I mean, the... Ivy Bridges are fucking dogs, dude. Yeah. They're so bad in rendering in 4K environments. It's insane. So just the fact that you can actually update these and expand on them is encouraging. Mm Mm-hmm. I also like just the sheer fact that you can mount it in like a rack or a low boy or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to set everyone up for just, like, hopefully the next, you know, it, realistically five to six years of doing what you guys do. You know, it, you know, it obviously has no fucking bearing or relevance on my life. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when Apple actually transitions to, you know, ARM computing uh, and gets away from Intel. That's going to be an interesting time. Well, what do you think their their move will be on that then? I don't know, actually, because it, it seems that most of their consumer computers are going to actually move to ARM. So they're going to move away from Intel. So it'll be, you know, like... Uh, It'll be really reminiscent of what we went through when we were working for Apple. You and I both went through the PowerPC to Intel change. So, and that was an interesting time. And there was a lot of, you know, 
weird stuff going on that you know a lot of uh i don't want to say jumping of rope but it was like there were a lot of uh you had to take a lot of stuff with a lot of grains of salt you know you had to say all right your your old shit's not gonna work anymore you know your your old whatever from your old computers just that's just not gonna work anymore we're gonna have to figure out a new way to do all this stuff but I feel like that gap has also cloned significantly now over the past 10, 15 years. Because yeah, they've, been, ways. they've been using more standardized hardware and software and everyone is more or less has Apple in their life at some point, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm curious think... to see, like... When they get more, when personal PCs just get more cloud-based in general, so Dude, all, just, your, all of your, nice. all of your, all of your process. Well, I mean, it'll be nice, but then it just gets into renting versus owning. The same way that Adobe and 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 all the softwares and iTunes, it's like you don't own any of the content or the software or anything. You're renting it. You're leasing it. So I mean, you, you still, don't own. You, you don't could. own your. You don't own your computer at that point. You're leasing space on 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 amazon's cloud you know yeah i guess yeah so that part of that's nice in that like oh i can increase the bandwidth and the the power that i have to render something when i need it but then you also don't actually own the means to it you you're renting it from the company store Yeah, man. I mean, computing in a lot of ways has, you know, significantly changed. But in a lot of ways, we still have all the same powers as we always did. We just have to spend more money to do all the things we always we, we wanted to do then, you know? Well, it's not um, even though we necessarily have to spend more money to get it. It's like, what are we getting for what we're spending? Right. And how much are we willing to give up in order to get that for a lower price? Right, of course. That's that's definitely interesting. And I think every time that we... Every stage that you have new apps and new iTunes service agreements and everything, it's like, that's just chipping away at any type of autonomy that we have because we're just becoming comfortable and complacent in... Just saying, yes, it's fine. Give me what I want. Oh, absolutely. I just—I mean, I'm guilty. I only want what I want. Right. There's a lot of stuff in in the world like that. It's like you know the 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 whole you know global warming issue and stuff like that. You can have the the most you know uh, cognizant and and uh, earth loving person. You know. And, you know, that person's not going to turn down the coffee from the Keurig. You know, it's, uh, we live in this world where we're, we're still out to satisfy our own needs. You know, and, uh, I, I mean, not to be like, you know, the hippy dippy person but like as soon as we can stray away from that focus of you know the focus on ourselves and the focus towards 
you know, the greater good, I think everyone will be a lot happier. Everyone? I mean, it's for the greater good, right? Uh, but I mean, not everyone's going to subscribe to the idea of a greater good. They're going to want, you know, th- there's a certain level of trust there that probably doesn't exist. So while yep, everyone's, everyone's talking about the greater good and like, oh yeah, this will be good for everyone, you know there are certain people looking out for themselves too. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't know. I just I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to help where I can and I'm happy to just uh if we're all going to get on that fucking next bandwagon of just like all of a sudden we're all electric cars, all of a sudden we're all renewable energy and all of a sudden everything's good, I'm down. What would be a consideration that would Keep you from being good with that. I don't know. I don't think there is one. I mean, you know, as as long as you still get to live your normal life, like as as long as you still get to live, you know, with within fine parameters. Like if you have to make sacrifices, sure, you you might have to make sacrifices, but the sacrifices that we should be making that we aren't yet that we will have to make in the next five ten years are like you know um mandatory mandatory composting and like you know uh mandatory you know like rinsing all your recycling and making sure it has zero food particulate in it like that stuff is difficult for for people people aren't you know tuned in enough to give two fucks about that stuff so you know, I don't know, for me now, there's really not a lot of stuff that can um, hinder me from wanting that life, I guess, or that lifestyle or whatever. As long as I know we're all pushing towards the greater good, you know. Maybe we uh, maybe we stop uh, hydrofracking, maybe we stop, uh, you know, using so much helium and all that shit, you know. Anything that is like a net win for the planet, I think we should all be in on. Not to be all hippy-dippy about it. Right, but I mean... I don't know. It's tough, right? Because it's like... You don't want to compost. You know, you don't want to separate your your cooked food compost from your... um, you know, raw food compost from your actual garbage. That's that's a lot of work. You know? I just don't see the connection between composting and getting better Wi-Fi. Well, better Wi-Fi is... Um, better Wi-Fi... Better Wi-Fi should be like a, like a utility. That shouldn't even be... You know what I mean? That shouldn't be like a that shouldn't be a service. Yeah. Does that make sense? It shouldn't be privatized is what you're saying? It should be I I hate that so many things are privatized. Like, you know, I the yesterday I got home from work and um I couldn't text Kim and I was trying to figure out why I couldn't text her. Uh 
and then I realized that the internet was out. And I thought, okay, the internet's out. What do I do? <laughs> like, what, what do I do with this? So I called her on the telephone. Like, I haven't called someone on the telephone in years, right? I, like, call my wood guy once a year, and that's it. And I called her on the telephone. I said, hey, you know, this is what's going on at work, and, uh, you know, this is what's going on at home, and we don't have internet, and no one has internet, and, you know, just so you know, I won't be able to text you when, you know, you're on the road. Okay, so fine. But then, as I was sitting there with my daughter and I was thinking about it all, I thought, I wonder if they did this on purpose to get everyone outside because it's the first really fucking nice day. Like, I wonder if there's no internet throughout Vermont, northern Vermont, on purpose so that everyone will go out and have fun and enjoy themselves. I don't think it's planned. No, but it was a fun thought experiment to think about the potential. Because it was all of, it was an entire company. It was just one company completely fucking out. (sighs) Alright. I think we should call it. Yeah, man, I'm fucking beat, sorry. So am I. Uh, do you want to try sometime tomorrow?